Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Are we going? You were going to try to catch me off guard there, aren't you? Yes. Ha! Oh, she almost did. I saw her, though. I'm like, I'm, I'm on to you. My finger creeping over towards the touchpad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... You can't... Okay, I'm maybe not as aware as Lindsay, my roommate, my housemate, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty close. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, my eyes have been, like, wide open since birth, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, my parents said it was really frustrating. I never fell asleep on car rides unless we got close to home, because then I was familiar. But I was always, like, watching the scenery. So I never fell. Yeah, I never fell asleep until a couple of minutes before home because then I was like, okay, I've, I've seen this before. <laughs> Anywho, hi, this is Mary. <laughs> and this is Anna. <laughs> and you're with Caritas Christi. Happy Advent. Indeed. Happy Gaudete Sunday. Wow, yeah. that was. Gaudete um, week now. Yeah. Uh huh. All right, Pretty ready, good. Hannah? Yep. So I'm going right. to start with, uh, we're going to change it up, and I'm going to say the Alma Renantumris Mater, which is the Marian act antiphon for advents so i'm just going to say it because i don't know how to sing it so instead of singing the salve regina at the end of compline which you do is you sing this instead what does that mean in latin the first part of that what is it called the alma what alma redemptoris mother so i think it's uh mother of mother like mother of the the redeemer of all i think okay something like that okay cool so, nomine patri, filio, spiritui, sancto. Amen. Amen. Alma redemptoris mater, queri pervia celi portamanes, et stella maris, sutere cadente, sergere qui corat popolo, tu quae genuisti natura mirante. Amen. Nomine patri, filio, spiritui, sancto. Amen. Amen. And our inspiration comes from the epistle from this past Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent. From Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Brethren, rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety, but in every prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your petitions be made known to God. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I love that. It, it's so good. Yes. And I mean, I've heard it for the past couple of Sundays because I think, not Sundays, well, this was the um, reading for my cousin's wedding, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Yeah. Okay. So, and then it was in God Day Day Sunday, and I think it's been in um, a couple of the, sun- yeah, weekly readings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that was really hitting me today was it says, have no anxiety, but in every prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I like how that we ask, because we've said that before, how everything is for our good. So we can ask with Thanksgiving because we already know. Actually, my my friend was saying this. Sometimes we plead and we look at God as like a, um, what is it called? A vending machine. Yeah. But we need to ask him with trust and confidence and surrender mm-hmm. and gratitude already. Because he he's going to do it. You know, he knows what is for our good. So, And I always love the whole, and may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Jesus our Lord, which I think, I mean, you know, Hannah, there's a lot of personal stuff going on for me, but just in general with this season, it can be like you're spinning on your head, (laughs) but you can still, I always feel like St. Teresa of Avila says you can still have this interior silence and this interior peace. Like you can Mm -hmm. just go to that place inside of you. Yeah. Um, so anywho, 
So happy Advent, folks. Yeah. Jesus is coming. Very soon. Very yeah, soon. so soon. So sooner. It's, it literally feels like it's like creeped up. It is. It yeah. Al- it always does. Yeah. I feel like Advent's too, it's like so short. Yes. Honestly. That's why you should be part of the Maronite Church. And uh, <laughs> um, I think they have six Sundays of Advent. Ooh, yeah. I like that. And, yeah. they, and they call them the Sundays of Preparation, I think, instead. Advent. Ooh, yeah. That's cool. It I is don't, very cool. I mean, I feel very Roman, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I can, like, maybe I can be very, you know, cath- Catholic and universal and maybe I'd bring yes. some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anywho. All right. So um, how many things do I get to choose from to start with? Uh, two things. Okay. Two things. Um, so wait, there's no update on Roe v. Wade or what's going on with that. Cause I, I mean, for some just, reason the priest was praying about it today. So I was like, is there something special going on today? I mean, it? they're just continuing to hear arguments in the Supreme court. Nothing has changed. Um, it's obviously something you want to continue praying and fasting for, um, for my people who do Ember days out there. Ember days are this week. Woo. Uh, so extra opportunities for praying and fasting. Um, but yeah, people are just continuing to pray and, and fast and hold, hold that intention mm-hmm. very close and keep bring storming heaven for it because uh there is ho- there is a decent case there so um yeah so we should just continue to hold that but there's not necessarily a sp- specific update so when do we know like do these cases just go like how do we know when a decision is there like a date when it will be made or you know what i'm not really sure i think i mean because Supreme Court cases can be deliberated on for, like, months, I think. So, it's oh. kind of... Because it's been going on for how long now? Because I've started... I feel in like... November, I think. Yeah. I feel like it was in November. Yeah, because we talked about it, so... Yeah. So, it's it's going to take a while. Mm. Okay. I just don't know. I don't think there is a definitive end to it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know the other thing, too? I thought we... I don't know if, I don't know if this is your news, but um, did you hear about the, the tornado tornadoes that were happening oh the kentucky yeah tornadoes. actually oh my, my, my brother lives right around there and he actually went and passed out water bottles down there because they said the whole town was leveled down there yeah do we know how many people were killed almost 100 it's like the worst tornadoes that have ever it's happened like, yeah. i always remember do you remember as a i don't know if you had to do this as a kid but we read the book about the twisters when mm. there were seven twisters that sat down in a a town. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And like tornado, tornado alley or something like that. Oh gosh. I remember that, but this sounds, do you, do we know how many tornadoes? Cause it sounds like it wasn't just in Kentucky. Was it all over the place? Um, I think, I think it was in that area that were, there were a bunch of them, but Kentucky got hit the worst. Yeah. I think. So just prayers for that. Yeah. Um, over, over to that. That is something I was like trying to remember. It was like, I feel like something else happened that I was trying to like put my, current events together and that's what i forgot was the, the tornadoes in kentucky which i mean yeah just pray for every, everybody out there and mm-hmm. uh the souls that were lost and if you if you can um you can do like do, do a corporate work of mercy and help financially mm-hmm. uh, there's probably lots of missions that are still on the ground over there because it just happened and yeah. the place the places were completely leveled so jeez mm-hmm. yeah awful. yeah that's crazy Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of one of those. I don't know. It feels bad, but it's like, oh, thank God, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's that natural. Of, it's a natural in- instinct of self-preservation. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know. I guess that's why you try and do your daily examination of conscience because you just never know when it's your day. Yep. 
but up confession as often as you can and yeah do your sacraments stuff. and stuff you know it'd be kind of cool if you were in mass and something like that happened <laughs> yeah right <laughs> after receiving communion <laughs> yeah just you're go like, <laughs> yeah you just went to confession you just received communion and you're all ready to go <laughs> oh yeah okay. well i i just like sorry this is like a little interjection before we talk about um the actual current events but mm-hmm. i i i was just talking with my friend about this i i generally like i still do like in my heart of hearts i love this time of year because of the festivity mm-hmm. but it just feels like things are so heavy right now it's it's but my friend was like that's the point like i think as we get older like the 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 mystery and the magic of it like we know that santa is not oh sorry for kids that are listening but uh (laughs) (laughs) we know that santa is for sure not real and all this other stuff and like it's hard to not be jaded by life but i think that's the point is like it's not i mean yes that is a part like the joy and the 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 mystery and the Mm -hmm. The, the, you know, the, the fairy dust and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> the magic, mm-hmm. but the biggest point is like Jesus came down so he could save us from ourselves. So from our sins. Mm-hmm. So that's the joy. Yes. So I don't know. I think I'm going to try these next couple of weeks. Cause I feel like it's easy to look ahead. I feel like for my, like, I feel like for my whole entire life, I've just always been like next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm-hmm. But even though things are kind of tough right now. In certain ways, I feel like I just want to be present and not miss it out on it. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see what it has to hold. So, I'm excited Ooh. for Christmas Eve Mass, Midnight Mass. Oh, yes. I know. Latin Mass? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anywho, okay. So, sorry. Midnight y'all. Mass is just pretty dope no matter what. So. It, it really <laughs> is. Ugh. And maybe we'll have another um, <laughs> blizzard. That was fun. Oh. That was really cool. That was sad because I didn't get to make it to mass oh, last year. Oh, summer, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm only 10 minutes away from church, so I could. Yeah, we were we were going to have to drive half an hour, and, like, we barely made it home, like, as it was from our family get-together. And then, you know, I live out in the country, so, right. like, the roads were not plowed in the morning either. Yeah. So it was just, like, it's Christmas, well, and I'm not maybe, going to mass, and I feel weird. Maybe next time, maybe you can just, like, come stay here or something. <laughs> yeah, like, crash at your place so I yeah. can get to go to church. Don't crash my house, but just crash on my place, please. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anywho. All right. So just go ahead. What's going on? Tell me the first thing. Okay. Well, I'll start with this. Um, okay. I don't know if you heard about Austria. Austria. Not Australia. Austria. Austria. So Austria, oh, no, you know, Australia is bad, but Austria is also, also bad. Um, Those Germans. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. So... There have been restrictions introduced in Austria, including mandatory COVID-19 vaccines and home confinement orders for the unvaccinated. Uh, yeah. sound a little, uh, Nazi-ish? Just a bit. That's a little, like, uh... Show me your papers. You know, like... Yeah. The, okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, Actually, someone, a while back, one of our people in our... our Because our, they... At, they were making us sit in like the people who weren't wearing masks. They weren't oh, like, yeah, do remember they were spot. having yeah. us when they, and then someone was like, this is literally what it's like. This is, this is, this is the start of the ghetto. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were the mask, the ghetto at the mask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But anyways, so there were, t- um, this is like, I guess it's, it's sort of good news, I guess. But like the preface is, you know, they, in Austria, they're trying to mandate a vaccination for the entire country, tr- country, which is insane. Yeah. Insane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so tens of thousands of people uh, rallied in Vienna on Saturday, uh, protesting. So there was an estimated 44,000 people, and then there were um, another several thousand in another city. So this was in Vienna, and you see, like, there's a video that you can watch, too. Like, there's all those people. Wow. Yeah. Um, And there's been lots of these sorts of demonstrations, especially in Europe, which is, by and large, worse as far as restrictions and tyranny and all this other insanity. Um, So, like, Germany... France, there's still big protests in France, but the media is just overwhelmingly not covering it because they want people to think that they're alone in standing up against these things. So I'm covering it, and it's there. Wait, how did you find this out? How did I find it? Well, I... Yeah, I just try to keep myself tapped into uh, people and places that I know will report on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very trying to be, like, intentional about my news. I, like, never get anything from the media conglomerates even fox like i treat as a media conglomerate Mm -hmm. Um, they're too big they are so they try but some good ones i've found are like um roca news i think i think it's like yeah it's roca and uh, ground news is also good Mm. i follow both of them and i've seen actually that's where i've seen most of this stuff is from those two sources because mm. either I think Roca is like it's either bipartisan or like center something and it just reports on basically everything very interesting stuff and then um, ground news I really like on Instagram because they will show you blind spots as far as like partisan reporting yeah so it'll be like uh, only one left-leaning source reported this or only one right-leaning source reported this mm. and it's like Mm. um a real a real story that's been happening so i like to follow them as well just to be like okay is there something i'm missing right or is there something that i want to call other people's attention to that they're missing so yeah i like to follow them um but that's that's our first sage surging daily So, I mean, it said, like, those mandatory vaccinations are, like, coming in February, but still, like, the fact that they think that they can do that. No. Yeah. Well, and they don't even have, I mean, obviously our country isn't perfect, but at least we have some democracy in place that, I don't, I don't know what Austria's government is like, but, yeah, I you know, I mean, at least we can, <laughs> thank God for Trump putting some judges in place to first all our strike vac- down, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, yeah. I don't even know if they, they could probably have a parliament at the very least, right? Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. No. That's, it's, it's cool though. I mean, it shows that, I mean, there's obviously sane people out there. Yes. So. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny that it's kind of like the March for Life all over again. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to know what it's like. Yeah. Maybe it'll not be make, covered. Yeah. 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 People are going to start being like, wait, what's, I, this is going to wake people up. I think, you know? Um, yeah. And then like the, I know that the Kyle Rittenhouse trial seemed to wake up a lot of people because really, yeah. Um, I was seeing that from some, some of the people that I follow where they were like, um, they actually watched the trial because they were so like upset about the incident because they, you know, and they watched the trial and they were like, wait, that's not what I was told at all. Wait, what were they being told? 
like, so there's this... I mean, there was this narrative that Kyle Rittenhouse shot people that were black. So that's where, the, that's where this white supremacist uh, thing came from, and they were not. If you watch the video, I'm pretty well, yes. sure they're all Right, Caucasian. and then people were watching the video, and... It's Minnesota. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Like, so... People are watching the video, and then they're seeing, like, they were made to see him as, like, an agitator or something, but then you watch you watch the trial, and you see, like, he's, he's a 17-year-old kid sure should he have been there you know probably not Mm -mm. and um but he doesn't it wasn't like he went there looking for a fight he was going looking to defend property and and then these uh, and use his ems skills too right yes yeah he was literally yeah yeah so people watch that and we're like wait that's not what i was told at all that's crazy and then like what else about this narrative is it true yeah Um, so that's kind of cool um, speaking of kind of cool, this is kind of interesting. Um, it's our friend. I feel like I've talked about him on this podcast before. Uh, Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah. Oh. I feel like huh. I've talked about him before. He's like, he's, he's a intriguing. very strange person. Yes. Yeah. Um. He's like our, our generation, not our, like our Iron Man kind of guy, honestly, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. He was actually just named uh, Times Person of the Year, which I think is interesting. Wow, because he's been kind of pretty outspoken about a lot of stuff yes, too. Yes, he has. The Times would probably not be in support of him. Yeah, being outspoken. But so maybe money speaks. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, though. I don't. I don't know how much he paid. Do him. you know what he named his kids? I don't even think it's an actual real name. He didn't even like. It's like a. Oh, he changed it to something because it wasn't actually pronounceable at first. But yeah, he's a very strange guy. Okay, I don't know. Go ahead. But. I find myself agreeing with him here because um, he says civiliz- civilization is going to crumble if people don't have more children. And he is right. <laughs> like, wow. Look Wait. At, look at this dude. Look at this dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he said that, like, low and rapidly declining birth rates are one of the biggest risks to civilization. Um, so there have been lots of, like, there's lots of data and studies and whatever coming out. Uh, polling this and that. I don't know where the polling's coming from, but it's it's enough people to go like, what? Because there's a bunch of people that are just holding off on having kids or saying they won't have any kids because of climate change. And I'm like... <sighs> and inequality, too. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I'm like, ah, uh, yes. The problem with the human race is so big that we, we must systematically <laughs> eliminate the human race. Makes sense. Yeah, no. Make it make sense. We're supposed to steward the earth. Yeah, we're supposed to steward the earth. can't steward it if we're not here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we can't be stewards of the earth if, yeah. Yeah, okay. just, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. He said good, smart people think that there are too many people in the world and that the population is growing out of control. I like that. Yeah. Because it is, you know, it's good, smart people that are too smart for their own good, so. Yeah, that are, they, a lot of people have been just deceived and that's the cause that they want to get behind. Be like, oh my gosh, we need to save the earth. Like, everything, everything's gonna go, you know, haywire. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's interesting the different positions that you can take on climate change. I've seen people take positions on it and be like, well, no, we didn't steward the earth property. And now this is like God's permissive punishment on us for being greedy. I'm like, Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and you could argue about like how much of the fluctuation is natural, this and that. And like, there's all kind. there's all kinds of things. Sorry, I'm just but. smirking because it says, when asked if this is why he has so many children, the father of six, 
it's kind of small. Yeah. At least compared to Catholic families, so right. it's funny that they rookie think, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at least he's trying to practice what he preaches, though, so, yeah. you know. Although, um, <clears throat> please, within the confines of marriage, thank you. <laughs> oh, is he actually not married? Uh, no. Oh. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, though, like, like, he's very strange like that. I don't, he, he would be an interesting Catholic. Some people, he's you just probably, look at them and it's like, hmm. It's probably, like, I feel like he has the kind of same, um, persona type as, um, what is it called? What's his name? Um, the guy that was Jewish. That was homosexual, but he's now, he's very... Oh. Milo. Milo. Milo? Yeah. You know this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're very much, like, they're... Edgy. Yes. For the sake of being edgy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool because they kind of bring out the contradictions and they point them out, so... Yeah. We need people like that. Like, it's kind of unique that they, like, Milo came on the scene just at the same time as Trump. Mm-hmm. You know? Poor guy. He got pulled down a little bit with that, but... <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Anywho, so, um, all right. Anything else on this, or is that pretty much uh, No, it? that's pretty much it. So, cool. I mean, there's some more in the article that you can read. I'm going to link it in the show notes. But I just thought that was kind of interesting, especially since most of our topics today are about, like, oh, family crazy. and stuff Wait, like that. do you see that? It says, a fringe group of anti-natalists, I don't know what that means, believes that that's exactly what should happen. But Oh, it says, of course, if everyone stopped having children, then humanity would eventually cease to exist. A fringe group of anti-natalists believe that's exactly what should happen but most people don't share this view i like how they have to add that I'm like hmm, okay okay that's kind of crazy anyways yeah. um so anywho all right so what's your uh so your hot take is kind of pinging off this a little bit yes okay yeah so my hot take is obviously I think a lot, this happens so much in uh, traditional circles for some reason, is that people tend to hyper-focus on the nuclear family Mm. and, like, regurgitate 50s. Ironically, it's usually, like, 50s Protestant propaganda (laughs) with the nuclear family. Mm. Um, Just like, oh, look at at how good everything was. Okay, hold up. Like, Mm No, because <laughs> um, uh, racism is a deadly sin, and that was rampant, but it's fine. And it's not fine. Um, so, yeah, sweet people just sometimes, like, that's willingly overlooked for the sake of, oh, look how great the nuclear family was. First of all, so here's my hot take. Um, stop hyper-focusing on the nu- nuclear family, okay? It is important, but it's not the end-all be-all. And it's not meant, the nuclear family, this is actually more like the hot take, the nuclear family is not meant to function on its own. Mm-mm. It's it not called nuclear because it t- contains everything. It's called, it's called nuclear because it's at the center. But there's other things to an atom besides the nucleus. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's how that works. <laughs> Listen, I haven't taught science in a year, but it's fine. Um... <laughs> the extended family and chosen family are what also are important to have a authentic, holy, and Catholic community. Because um, if you don't have that... It's lonely. Yeah, it's lonely, and it's going to... The, the nuclear family is going to implode in on itself if it has nothing else. Well, it's... Uh, one... Kids won't have an example of other good Catholic kids to, like, 
Yes. Because I remember, like, even going to Catholic school and being like, we were the only good Catholics, so I felt ostracized mm-hmm. in a way. So, and obviously my sister. I mean, yeah, anyways, but it's easy to fall away when you don't have, when you're kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. So that, but also I see my friends trying to raise their kids. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and you're not meant to do it alone. No. No, like mama needs to be able to have, like my, my friend just, my best friend just had her baby. Mama needs to be able to go take a shower. Yes. You know? <laughs> and it's be not, a human being. I'm not saying shove your kids off on the public school system. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying like the community needs to be revived. And there's this book that I've really wanted to read for a long time. And I, maybe I'll read it one of these days. Maybe I'll check it out from the library, read it over the break. But it's called, um, it's called Bowling Alone. And I forget what the author is. What is it called? Bowling Alone. Like, yes. Sport. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, and it's about the collapse of community. Ooh. In specifically American society. Mm. Um, because there used to be a bunch of, com- like, commu- like, specifically the title references bowling leagues. Mm. And how that would be a major source of community and socialization. And... Um, and then those communities started to crumble. Um, and a big one of those communities is, I don't know, the church. <laughs> so when people like started to move away from their church and move away from their chosen family and move away from the support of the nuclear family, that's also when it started to crumble. The devil was already attacking the nuclear family because of its inherent goodness. Mm-hmm. But removing the supports for it Mm-hmm. also helped to crumble. Mm-hmm. And American society was doing that for a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because in our culture, it's like, okay, well, you're 18, you're an adult now, kick you out, you know, pay your own bills, do this, do that. Um, but instead, in a lot of other cultures, um, it's more common for the, um, for the child to live with the parents until, until they're married with the intent that um, that they're then able to make a, a good life for themselves mm-hmm. and that they still have some uh, community mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. What happens now is you kick the kid out when they're 18, they go and they, you know, they're like alone or they find some other community. Then they detach themselves from the family and then there's all kinds of brokenness in, involved with it just because it's like, oh, well, you're 18, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or, like, you know, you just have that lessened, um, like, it's, it just depends, it so much depends on the family, but in American culture, it's just like, okay, yeah, you're an adult, like, go fend for yourself now. Even though you don't really know how, and even though you have nobody to do it with, it's like, mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I've seen this, I've, I have a friend who's, like, um, from Hispanic background, and they have, like, they've lived with their in-laws and stuff, like, where the in-laws will, will take care, like, take care of the baby and that, that they have as a married couple, you know, and just, just, just that generational, um, support Mm -hmm. that I just think isn't there anymore. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, um, I don't have to do that. Like, you have your own kids. You can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, you, you can do me a favor if you want me to do this. It becomes so transactional and capitalistic. Be like, wait. Mm-hmm. Isn't this... I don't know. 
Isn't this your child? Isn't this your grandchild? Like, should I... Like, there's a, there's a sense of... Um, you don't want to be, like, entitled to it. But at the same time, it's kind of like... But why, why are people so reluctant to give to their children once they, like, surpass a certain age? It's like, nah. You can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, yikes, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, especially with the holidays coming up, just really take time to appreciate the family. Take time to appreciate the nuclear family, but take time to appreciate beyond because it was never meant to just be that. Um, and and found family is a and chosen family is a thing too. Um, you can you can have a familial bond with people that you aren't like technically related to. And it's just that community is what we as humans need. And we need more than um, just parents and siblings. Not to say that we should neglect those relationships. But I think that sometimes, far too often in traditional circles, it's the nuclear family is what's focused on. And then at the expense of mm-hmm. literally everything else. It's like, no. Yeah. Which is, uh, to be honest, I'm just remembering, it was just at my cousin's wedding. And the whole point of the mass and like the... The, their really, father was really emphasizing how their love mm-hmm. was to affect the whole entire community. Yes. And it's supposed to spread out. Yes. If you're nuclear, you can't share that. Nope. You know, and it's it's in the love of, the, like, for each other, and then it's in the children, and then that goes out. Yes. Um, And it's a part, so. Um, but, yeah. That was yeah. my hot take. <laughs> well, kind of on that kind of, um, I'm going to tangent a little bit real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hannah's going to put this in the show notes. But, um, you know, with the holidays coming up, um, there's this really good article. It's called How It's from Verily, Verily Magazine, which is a really good, um, it's a really good um, mag- mag- magazine for women online. Um, but it talks about how to successfully avoid the stress of holiday eating. Um, and actually, this was written by, um, it says, take it from an expert. So she was someone who um, struggled with disordered eating. Um, and I know for myself, I, I, I haven't had actual disorders, but I've definitely struggled with having a healthy relationship with food um, and, you know, still trying to figure that out. So um, I just want to highlight some things from that, but I would readily recommend reading it because, you know, she knows what she, I can definitely tell she knows through the struggle what she's talking about. Um, but she just wants, you know, she reminds you that to remember that food is not bad. It's actually meant to be a source of nourishment and connection with the people around us. Um, as well, you know, we need to be balanced and sufficient. So we need to make sure we're not, you know, fasting in order to have a big meal. We need to make sure, you know, you keep your blood sugar level and um, just to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, and then also, you know, I, I find this too. I struggle like when you're at parties, like letting food, dom- like the food experience dominate your party instead of just being at that party and, you know, enjoying your family. And she really um, em- emphasizes concentrating on the present moment and the people you are with. Um, and then it says also enjoy what you eat without feeling guilty. Um, and I think that's good because, you know, she talks about how, you know, sometimes if you try and just white knuckle it and try and not eat it, it's so hard. And eventually, you know, she says, 
um, more often than not, I would try to make the good choice of eating some bland health food, but still wind up going for a cinnamon roll later. Not only did I miss them straight from the oven at their prime, I felt like I had filled and didn't enjoy it as much as I would have if I had let myself enjoy it sooner without the roller coaster of emotions and guilt. Now I plan ahead to enjoy the foods I really enjoy without much guilt, without guilt. Um, and the last thing that I'll say that I just, um, I, I was like, wow, this is so empowering. So I want to empower you with this. And so I, again, I would read this yourself, but it says allowing ourselves to have the foods we enjoy without guilt can remove a lot of the stress of holiday eating and help us truly enjoy what we eat. While we can't go around eating cinnamon rolls at every meal, if we change our frantic pace, remove the food rolls and focus on our true needs and desires, we won't want to. We will be better able to listen to our bodies and honor the foods we need to be well. I remember the day after Christmas one year, I had the most intense craving and it wasn't for the leftovers in the fridge. It was for a spinach salad. It felt so satisfying to know I could enjoy those leftovers later if I wanted, but I was able to honor what my body really wanted and needed at the moment. Um, so, you know, just a reminder that the holiday season is, you know, it can be a rough time for people that struggle um, with, you know, mental health and with, um, substance abuse and whatnot so it's just trying to be gentle with yourself and um you know just even if you have struggle with food just to you know you're not alone and I think some of these tips always help so um so again I would read that but then just a real quick um you know kind of going along with the whole um hot take I've just been really impressed with the whole thing of honoring our mother and fathers um you know, especially as a young adult, I think we kind of get into a space where our parents are more like, you know, we're not as dependent on them in a way. Um, and they're more like, I guess, not friends, but they're kind of companions in life. And it can be easy for to take them for granted. But I've just been really watching my parents lately. And it's just like, wow, I, you know, I just think, especially our mothers, you know, they, they, they bear us and they, they put so much into us and then we just leave them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I feel like mothers could just be so lonely. So I just think we need to remember to, you know, not take our parents for granted. I, I think we need to, in, to honor them in that way. Um, and, you know, um, <clears throat> this even is not even just for myself and just from noticing, you know, that, but also from um, scripture, from St. Paul. So he talks about in Romans 13 it's all about you know there's there's a whole part i forget it's like there's a couple chapters where he oh yeah um chapters 12 through 15 are all about living in charity and how we're supposed to behave and so literally he takes a whole chapter to talk about how we're supposed to submit to authority um into the law and it says let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from god and those that have existed those that have existed have been instituted by God. Um, and so, you know, again, this starts with honoring our mother and our father. Um, and so, yeah, I would just, you know, and I don't know what your relationship is like with your parents. Like, I obviously, like, I have no, I like, you know, I can't speak into that. But wherever they're at, you know, maybe you don't have a close relationship, but maybe start by praying for them and just figuring out how you can be loving towards them. Um, but if you are in each other's lives and figure out how, you know, I, I really have to call myself on to making sure I am being attentive to my parents and, you know, like I try and make a regular opportunity of going and having a meal with them every week and, and just being there and being with my, my family because that's, you know, I'm their child and 
so I want to honor them by just being present to them because um, they they need us as much as we do need them um but also I've just been like really struck with what it is to submit to authority because you know I think it's easy to look at the people that are in authority right now and just be like you know I feel like when they're people that you don't take seriously in authority it can be totally easy to shirk them but saint paul says a whole different thing um you know he starts off in chapter 13 um in this commentary it says that you know god is the authority author of social order he created man as needing to live and develop within a community thereby enabling him to fulfill his purpose purpose as perfectly and quickly as possible and i think we forget that politics is not just something to be a hot topic it's actually us trying to order ourselves and perfect ourselves um but then also it says we are called to obey in conscience due to the divine origin of civil authority um when it seeks the common good and is exercised within the limits of moral order um and to do opposite is actually to um, go against the fourth commandment so it's literally we're called on to respect our authority and now granted it says that as long as they are seeking the common good and exercised within the limits of moral order um but then it goes on to say that um, natural generation, it says, he quotes St. Thomas explaining, natural generation is not the only grounds for calling a person father. There are all kinds of reasons why some should be given this title, and each of these kinds of fatherhood deserves corresponding respect. Kings and princes are called fathers because they should look after the welfare of their people. Them also we honor with our obedience, and we do so not only out of fear, but out of love. Not only for reasons of human convenience, but because our conscience tells us to act in this way. Um, and it says, the reason for this is based on the fact, as the apostle says in this passage, that all authority comes from God. Therefore, one must give everyone what is his due. Among the things owed to authority are honor, respect, reverential fear, and the payment of taxes to co contribute to the support of services, which allow citizens to live in peace and security, which protect them from violence and di civil disorder, and which guarantee them in a more civilized lifestyle. And I'm not just speaking, I I'm speaking this to myself because it's really been hard to figure out how as a Christian, how as a Catholic, to not let what's going on to make me bitter and resentful towards them because if if we are bit bitter and resentful towards our leaders then the devil has won but it's like what is our response because yes there are things that are going on that i do not agree with that's for mm -hmm. sure you know and obviously we're called on to for we're, i mean even with the pope it even says that we're called on to like correction as a lady with obviously due respect but um you know, I, I, and it goes on to say, I think this really hit home for me. It says, from the very beginning, Christians have striven to fulfill their social obligations, even if they are the victims of persecution. That hit me. Because it's like, okay, yes, we are kind of being persecuted, but we're not, like, losing our lives here in America. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of having some inconveniences, kind of. But it says, a moving example of the heroism of the early Christians in practicing these virtues is given us by St. Justin Martyr around the middle of the second century. And Tertullian, who so vehemently criticized the pagan world, wrote that the faithful in their assemblies prayed for the emperor, his ministers and officials, and for temporal well-being and peace. By acting in this way, Christians are keeping our Lord's commandment to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Um... So, you know, <laughs> I was actually just saying this to my, one of my employees. I'm like, you know, it'd just be so easy one day. Like, my goal is to pay off all my debt so I can buy a bunch of land and just basically turn my, 
turn away from all this stuff and not pay attention just basically bury into a hole cheers i'll come with you yeah (laughs) but you know uh, with the benedict option we're actually we're supposed to be in the world obviously not be of it but we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be in the world so yes it is good to retreat but also we can't just turn blinders to it because honestly it probably will come to our front doorstep if if we don't pay attention so it's also actually not responsible to just kind of to turn a blind eye um but I just want to point out that we do have a social obligation, even as being victims of persecution. And I think it's just the same thing of, you know, where, uh, what is it? When, when we are, what is it? How we're called to turn the other cheek. Now it's not like we're supposed to, you know, sit down and be like, allow ourselves to be rolled over with. But I think I kind of look at it this, I feel like Jesus kind of did this with Caesar. Was it Caesar that he met? That he was, yeah, Pilate, no, Pilate. There you go. Sorry. Wow. I know my scripture. Um, (laughs) I I just think about, you know, how am I behaving now so that maybe one day I'm faced with Biden or I'm faced with Pope Francis. Can I be like Jesus? Did Jesus mock Pilate? He probably didn't agree with him. Mm -hmm. Pilate was probably not a great guy. He had probably a lot of opportunities to mock and be resentful and bitter towards him, but he didn't. And I think, you know, anyhow. So just kind of food for thought, kind of all over the board, but not really. <laughs> so go give a hug and a kiss to your mom and maybe your dad. Um, and maybe. <laughs> maybe your dad. And maybe, you know, next time. I mean, I I was t- saying to one of my other friends, it's so hard because I'm such a black and white person. It's either or, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. We're supp- You know, I can disagree with with what's going on with our authority, but I also need to call myself on to speak in love. Mm-hmm. There you <laughs> go. Very, so go very in love. It's very countercultural. Yes. But, indeed. you know, hey, they're sinning, but don't let their sin be a cause of your sinning. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Don't let, don't be drugged down with them. No. <sighs> don't them. No. It's not worth it anyways. Nope. No. Nothing's no. worth your soul. No, it really isn't. So, don't, what is it? What is it? What is it? How, gain the whole world? I'd rather lose rather the whole world. No. Rather, I'd rather. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't, I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. No. Nope. Yeah. No. So, um, but we wish you, wow, Hannah, we have how many episodes now? Gosh, I think this is, uh, 22. Yeah, 22. And this is our last um normal one till the oh. till next year yeah yeah so thanks to y'all for being on the journey with us hope your advent has been great mm-hmm. wish you a merry blessed christmas yes get to welcome jesus thank thank you that he came to earth mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yes. not left alone to our to our darkness and sin <laughs> so. amen to that and Thank i just you, you know want to say just call people on to be a light mm-hmm. in a little way even if you're struggling it actually will help you call you out. It'll help you draw out of your darkness, too. Indeed. So. All right. So with that, well, I'll wrap up with our quote. Mm-hmm. We've had enough exhortations to be silent. Cry out with a thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. All right. We'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> On a non-Days Fault episode. <laughs> all right. Know that you're all loved. Bye. Bye. Happy event. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com.
That's caritas.christy31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.